All right, turn with me in your Bibles to Colossians. See if I can get this loaded back up. I started on this two weeks ago. Um, If you all remember last week, we got to hear Miss Sarah Nelson give just an absolute powerful testimony. Were you touched by it? Amen. I've gotten such good feedback from that, people getting free on worry, and I'm very thankful for that testimony. Again, we overcome Satan by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of the testimony. You need to be giving your testimony. Colossians chapter 1, verse 9. Let me pray before we read. Father, we just ask you to speak right into our hearts tonight. Lord, we recognize that we are in great need of your power and your presence and your love in our hearts. And Lord, I I know that I can't make it without you. We need you, Lord. And we just offer up our hearts as, as good ground for you to be able to speak into. In Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. In Jesus' name. Everybody said? Amen. All right. Colossians chapter 1, verse 9. For this, reason, we, for this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you, to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in, no, in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power for all patience and long suffering with joy." You know, I started over the last few days to, to consider getting away from the Scripture. I taught on it just a little bit two, two Wednesday nights ago. But I can't get away from it. I, and I, I believe it, it really stems off of what we're doing on Sunday morning with the Sermon on the Mount. And uh, just as I'm still preparing for the last few weeks of the Sermon on the Mount, it, the Lord is still very heavy on my heart that, that His church hear His message Jesus gave this message, and he wants his church to hear it. And he doesn't just want his church to hear it. He wants his church to do it because he loves you and because he's for you and because he never lets you go and because he washes you clean and because he has clothed you with his righteousness, because he wants you free. He wants your marriage to be great. He wants your finances to be be great. He wants your relationships to be great. But I want you to know, ultimately, he wants your relationship with him to be great. You get that relationship right, and the rest seems to fall into place. You know, we have been right in the middle of uh, the Sermon on the Mount, right at the end of Matthew 6, is Matthew 6, 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Basically, if we can get right with God, the rest takes care of itself. The problem is we want to get everything else right and then ask God to come clean it up. And God says, wait a minute, I don't work like that. Get right with me and I'll take care of everything that's behind you. I'll even take care of everything that's in front of you. And when you face your enemies, I'll prepare a table for you right in front of them. Right in front of them. What are you facing? I want you to know that the Lord is, provi- is, is ready to prepare the provision for you for what you're facing right now, right in front of you and right in front of your enemy. 
Right in front of your challenge, the Lord is setting the table for you to get through that challenge. Amen. So, if you remember from last time, the word that I really dwelt on, it is just not working, is walk. Verse 10, that you may walk. Everybody say walk. Walk. That you may walk worthy. Um, over the last seven, eight years, y'all know this is part of my testimony and part of my walk, is seven, eight years ago, I really battled with my weight and I lost weight on Weight Watchers. And it is, I'm a systematically minded person. You give me the, the, the boundaries and I will stick to it. I will not waver. And it, the program has just worked great for me. I, I lose weight. It's not that it's not, e- it's not that it's easy. It's not easy. But you give me kind of A, Bs, and Cs, and I can usually follow that. Um, but one of the things that they offer, they, they do points. based. Now, it used to be based on calories and fat grams and fiber. Now they changed it, and it really messed me up. Now it's not even based on calories. It's based on um, fat grams and protein and fiber and carbs. And I, they, they went the wrong way. They should not have touched carbs so you get so many points so I get 37 points to eat but if I will exercise if I will walk I can gain some of those points back and if I walk so much I'll get to eat something extra as my family would call it extra we're from Jackson County we're from Warren County everybody understands that word in that area extra. But I love to walk and earn extra points because then I can eat my little Debbie snack cake at the end of the day. I love little Debbies. I love ice cream. And Weight Watchers will let you eat it. It just count, You just have to count the cost. What I eat comes at a cost. And at the end of the day, I'm going to be out of points. But if the day ends and I haven't earned those extra points, I don't get them. I have to walk. I have to get up and walk. Now, if you want to gain the benefits of what the Lord is telling us to do, then we have to do what he's telling us to do in order to gain the benefits. If I do what he said to do, then I can require him to live up to his word. He is faithful to his word, always. And God loves to be reminded of his word. He loves to hear you bring up his word to him. Why? Because all of a sudden, you're building the relationship. You're conversing with him. You're telling him, hey, God, you said that if I would honor my parents, that my days would be long. Now, Lord, I'm holding you to that, but at the same time, I'm going to honor my parents. Sometimes when I want to, sometimes when I don't want to. Why? Because, God, you told me to. Not because I'm just wanting long life, which I am. But I'm a Christ follower. I desire to obey. And the Lord says, okay, you got your heart right. I'm going to bless you. When you give, and you give with the right heart, God is going to bless you. It is a fact. It is his word. How many of you believe his word? If we really believed it, if someone told you today that if you went and got $10,000 and you invested in Yahoo because the next day it will go to 
20 million. Would you not figure out a way to go invest? That it was for sure it was going to happen. And it really was. Do you know that's the only sure thing we have in this world? Is his word. Yet we don't do it. We wished we'd done it. We lay in the bed and think, man, I wished I'd have walked. Because I sure would like that little Debbie. My, my, my soul longs for that little Debbie. And I could have had it, but I didn't do it. Have you ever heard the expression, no ticky, no washy? You don't have your ticket, you don't get your car washed. I, I'm a part of a car wash, so that's, you know, that's a, regular, a regular joke. But why don't we do the Word of God? Why won't we walk? Do you know how you walk worthy? You do the Sermon on the Mount. You take what Jesus taught and you walk it out. Do you remember what James said about being hearers and not doers? It's not good. James 1, we looked at this last time. He said, but, doers, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. If you're a hearer only and not a doer, you're deceiving yourself. It is not enough to hear. It's not enough. You've got to take what you hear. Faith comes by hearing and hearing uh, by the word of God. But faith without works is dead. You've got to hear. Your faith increases. Now you've got to go do. What do you do? You do the word. If anyone's a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man observing his natural face in the mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. You know what happens? We hear the word. We hear truth. There is something amazing about when you come into church, for some reason you are going to get the word you need for tomorrow. Somehow you're going to get the word that you need. Because when we seek him, we find him. Somehow... It just happens that way. I wish I could say that it was all me. It's not. It's all him. Somehow you get that word in Burton Sunday School class or down there at the youth or during worship or during, a, we had two tongues and interpretations and two or three prophecies. Let me tell you, God was, God was shouting at us Sunday morning. Trying to say, will someone listen to me because I have the word that you need for tomorrow. But we hear that word and then Challenge comes, and we forget all about it. And what do we do? We run and hide. We have forgot who we are. We stand again in that mirror. We know who we are. When we look into the Word of God, we see who we are in Christ. We have sang all about it tonight. I am the righteousness of Christ. Then all of a sudden, attack comes at my door, and I forget who I am. And I run and I hide. And the Lord would say, my son died for that. No, he didn't. You stand up. I have given you the power to overcome. Get up and overcome. That's what walking worthy is, is getting up and overcoming. Getting up and walking according to the word. Well, let me ask you this. What does the walk produce when we walk worthy? Um, I believe this scripture in Colossians chapter 1 gives us the motivation to walk worthy. 
Not that there's not already enough motivation because all throughout the Beatitudes, he shows us, if you will do this, I will do this part for you. If you will walk in this way, I will make the way for you. If you will just do this little piece, Paul, your part, God would say to me, Paul, your part is so small. It's not big at all. Just handle your part. I'll do the big part. If you'll just sow the seed, I'll bring life into that seed. I'll make that seed produce more than you could ever produce. More than you could ever think to produce. But you got to sow the seed. The sowing is the doing. So what does the walk produce? Let's go back to verse 10. First Corinthians, uh, first, or Colossians chapter 1, verse 10. That you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him. That's a biggie. It is so important to me in my life that I know how to please God. I want my efforts to be pleasing. I don't want my efforts when I'm trying to do the right thing, but I don't please God. That is a waste of my time. So I want to know how to please God. Well, one way that I please God is by walking worthy. Now remember from last time, it's not walking perfectly. It doesn't say that you walk perfectly. Everybody's got some messed up little limp in their walk. Nobody walks perfectly. Have you ever watched speed walkers? They are the goofiest looking things ever. I mean, they're just, I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't do it. I can't, it doesn't look like it feels good. It looks awkward. But the Lord's not saying walk perfectly. Does that give some relief to anybody? I, I don't like to feel like I've got to do everything perfectly. And so many times I feel like that's the kind of life I've got to live. I've got to do things perfectly. I can't make a mistake. And let me tell you, that's, that brings on stress and pressure. And you can't live up to it. You're going to fall. And when people come into the church sometimes, they come in, they're just so on fire, man, I just love it here. Everything's just so great, man, the flowers smell great, the bathrooms are clean, this and that, everything's perfect, the music's great, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, wait a minute. I'm a human, and I'm going to mess up. The person sitting to your right and to your left are going to mess up. Don't get so high up that when someone makes a mistake, you fall. Because they're going to make a mistake. And that goes for me too. Most of you have been here long enough to have seen some of my mistakes. We make mistakes. But I'm trying my best and I want you to try your best to walk worthy, not perfectly. Now we're going to try to walk perfectly. But the Lord has given us a way that when we don't walk perfectly, how to get free. Immediately. You know how you do that? You repent. You repent. You say, I'm sorry, God, I blew that. Forgive me of that mistake, and I'm not going to do it again. I'm not going to do it again. And do you know what kicks in then? Grace. And fully restoration. Full restoration. We then get clothed again in the righteousness of Christ. He has given us a way out when we hit a bump in the road. But we've got to take the way out. Not hang on to that sin. Not try to cover it. Not try to continue in it. Deal with it. 
If you've got a zit on your face, pop it. Why leave that thing there and let it fester? If you've got a sore, if you've got a sore, why just let it sit there? Medicate it. If you're battling with a problem, find the answer. The Lord promises us that if we call on Him, He will answer. So why don't we call? So, we please God. Do you know how the Scripture tells us how we please God? Simple. Obedience, yes, but by faith. You can't please God without faith. How do we get faith? Hearing. Hearing what? The Word. And faith without works is dead, so our faith has to be released. Faith is a verb. Faith has to be used. Please God. And the way we please Him is by doing. And in doing, we get faith. And faith pleases God. And we get on the, not the crazy cycle, we get on the God cycle. I went on that cycle. Not just pleasing Not just pleasing, where is it? Fully pleasing. There's a difference. The little adjective is more than just pleasing. Fully pleasing. Everybody say fully. All right, have I lost y'all? Okay, don't, don't check out on me. This is too good. What else? What else do we get? Fully pleasing him. Continue on there. Being What? Say it. Fruitful. Who wants to bear fruit? Who is a fruit? (laughs) Fully pleasing him. Walking worthy. Fully pleasing him. Bearing fruit. Being fruitful. Um, here pretty soon in the Sermon on the Mount, I think it's, uh, it's um, coming up this, this week. I'm going to kind of uh, let the cat out of the bag, but it's about uh, wolves in sheep's clothing. And the wolves in sheep's clothing, the wolves among us are, are among us. They're in the church. They're believers. This message is to believers. And the amazing thing is, is the wolf thinks they're a sheep. They're amongst the sheep. And they think that they have the right message, but they've gotten off. Now, I can tell you, as a spirit-filled Christian, I have gotten off and thought I was on. Can anybody relate? Has anybody here ever made a mistake as a Christian? <laughs> Spiritually, have you ever made a mistake? Absolutely. But in order to determine a wolf from a sheep, you can't even go by your discernment. Discernment is good, 
we're going to get discernment. But do you know what mainly discernment is for? It's for prayer. You get a word about somebody. You get a word about a situation, and you need to pray. If we would stop going and getting in the middle of everybody's stuff and pray, I believe we would see our church, I believe we would see our nation turn. But Scripture gives us a way to know the difference between a wolf and a sheep. And it's by their fruit. We've got to see fruit. Someone comes and gives me a word about somebody in the community or in the church. You know what? I'll just say, okay, let's pray. Let's pray for that person. Because I know that person to love the Lord. I know that person to be a good, upstanding person. And I don't see the fruit from it. It sounds like what you're saying is true, and I trust you too. I know you have discernment, but I don't see the fruit. There is no evidence yet. We don't see fruit. And Scripture tells us we'll see fruit. So until we see fruit, let's pray. Shut your mouth. Don't do this anymore, and let's give it to the Lord. And let's commit to pray for that person. Because, you know, an apple tree doesn't have to sit there and think, Give me an apple, give me an apple, give me an apple, give me an apple. Ah, yeah, there's my apple. No, I don't want another apple. Mm. Uh, Karen Rotaco years ago gave me, where are you, Karen? Wave at me. Are you in here? Good. Gave me a fig tree. And uh, I started to think that it was the fig tree that Jesus spoke to. Because it just wasn't producing. Year after year, it wasn't producing. I kept coming to Karen. Karen, should it be producing? I don't know. It took mine a few years. I don't know. In fact, I, I don't ever remember you telling me yours produced much. But last year, we got our first figs, and I, I told you about it. But that fig tree doesn't have to think about producing figs. It just has to stay connected to the vine. God has to do everything around it. Give it the rain. Give it the sunlight. Give it the temperature. Give it the right timing. And that fig comes out. Well, this year, I've got figs all over it. If, if you've never ate a fresh fig, man, it is something to enjoy. Now, they're weird. If you've never had one, they're different. We gave one to, I think, one of our children, and they're like, okay, that was okay, and then they, that was it. But we love figs. But, you know, with you bearing fruit, you don't have to try to bear fruit. You don't have to go out here and think, okay, I'm going to go out here and do this so I will bear fruit in my life. Nope. We just have to be connected to God. And God will bear the fruit in you. So the difference in sheep, sheep and wolf is you got to look for fruit. Where's the fruit? Because a wolf can't hide its fruit. The fruit will show up. And a sheep can't hide its fruit. That fruit will show up. So, When we are walking worthy, we are fruitful. We start bearing fruit. We start bearing kingdom fruit. And that kingdom fruit is going to affect everybody around you. Your church, your spouse, your kids, your community are all going to come and eat from that fruit. And are going to be satisfied. Have you ever had a good piece of fruit? I ate a peach today that was not ripe. It just disappointed me so much. I got outside and walking. I'm like, man, this is going to be awesome. I washed it. Oh, man. Michelle. Did you pick a ripe peach? 
threw it over into the woods. Doggone it. I love a good piece of fruit. And when it's godly fruit, listen, you can't do that on your own. And I'm going to show you, I don't think I can get to it tonight, but we're going to see, in order to walk worthy, God has to be with you. And it's going to tell, tell us that he helps us to walk worthy. He's not telling us to go out here and do it all on our own. No, he knows you can't. The only way you can is with him. So let me finish this. Fruitful. God does it. What fruit? Good works. Faith without works is dead. Walking worthy brings faith, pleases God, brings fruit of good works. God does it. But do you see what else comes? Fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Your ability to learn, your capacity, your brain capacity increases. You know what I believe? I believe that is room so that your faith can increase. I believe that's room so that the next challenge that you have, you felt like you couldn't even get through the challenge that you had, and you got through it. You know what? You increased a little bit in the knowledge of God. Now the next thing happens, you know what? I think I can get through that. You get through that one, the knowledge of God increases a little bit more. And let me tell you, you're ready to take on an army. Bring it on. Knowledge of God. And look, finally, look what else comes. Strengthened with all might. Not according to your power, according to His glorious power. Now do you know what you have in the bag that you're carrying? You got power. Fire power. Look out. The Lord's going to send a lightning bolt on that dude that's coming after me. You're going to see in Scripture that he takes care of the people that are bothering us. And I don't mean annoying us. I don't mean your spouse or your brother-in-law or your mother-in-law. That's not what we're talking about. That's the Sermon on the Mount that helps us there. What I'm talking about is when someone is literally after you, when Satan and his demons are coming after you. Let me tell you, you are going to be strengthened with God's glorious power. Your faith will have increased. Your knowledge will have increased. You're bearing fruit. Man, you're pleasing God. You're fully pleasing God. What can come against me now? Nothing. Nothing. Why? Because I am walking. And I'm not just walking, I'm walking with God. Will you make a commitment to walk with God? And look, with all patience and long-suffering, with joy, you are going to face things that are going to be hard, but you can face them with joy and with patience. I think it's covered all of it. What's been left out? My provision is there. My knowledge, my faith is there. My strength is there. Getting through tough things with joy, it's there. Sounds like a good plan to me. I love walking with somebody that's, that knows what they're doing. You ever gone into a project where you didn't have a clue of what to do, but you're with somebody that did? 
I love that. I hate being with somebody that doesn't know what they're doing, and I don't. I want to walk with somebody that knows what's going on. And that's the Lord. You all stand up with me and let me pray for you. Father, help us to walk worthy of your calling. Help us to walk, Lord. Help us to get a fire down in our soul. To get up and walk out of here, Lord, and to start seeking after you in everything that we're doing. That you would be primary in our life. That you would be primary, that you would be right in front of us at every turn. That we would be thinking of you and and your desires, your direction, your wisdom in everything that we're doing, Lord. Set a fire down in our soul that I can't contain and that I can't control. Because we want more of you, Lord. I I need your direction in every decision that I make, Lord. Father, I know you know that that our decisions are vital. Our decisions are so important. And Lord, we need to make the right decisions. I'm tired of making the wrong decisions. And Lord, I ask you to forgive me for not seeking you so many times in my decisions. Help me, Lord, to, to put you first before I speak, before I think, before I move. Thank you for the blood of Jesus that cleanses us of all unrighteousness. And Lord, let us access that blood regularly as we fall. Let us get up and repent and turn around and remember who we are. Help us, Lord. There are those that are here tonight that are just facing such big challenges. I want to encourage you to walk toward the Lord. Let your next step be toward God. Thank you, Lord. I just pray for for our church. Just pray for our direction. I just pray for our people. Lord, I just ask you to bless us. It's in Jesus' name. Amen.